Thank you for listening to the last episode of Just Super. Wait, what? So here's what I'm doing. I am thanking them for listening to the last episode ever, so that way, whenever we finally close this show out, they'll hear the last episode, and when they restart, they'll get thanked for being such a like incredible listener and following through all the way to the end as they re-listen. No, wait, no, that's not... The, okay, I, I get what you're going for. In principle, <laughs> it's a horrible idea. We can't do that. But this means we can end at any point and the people will have closure. Oh. If one of us dies suddenly, they still get thanked by the ghost <laughs> of whoever was here. So you got to thank them too for posterity's sake. <laughs> thank you for listening to, to the last episode. No, no, you... You got to be serious about it, oh. or else they won't feel the love. Oh, I got to be serious. Love. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. In the case of one of us dying or something happening to the show, thank or you. Or we just end it. Or we just end way. it. Thank yeah. you for listening to the last episode of Just Super. It means the world to us that you followed us on this journey as we grew as people. We laughed, we loved, we lived, he died. Thank you for following <laughs> We start the show. And intro music. <laughs> Welcome to Just Super, where we analyze, criticize, and otherwise size up superhero fiction. No story is off limits, and no medium is safe. I'm Cordell. And I am Caleb. And let's talk about who we are. Yeah. I think that's a good okay. place to start. Right? Like, that's what we wrote down in our doc saying things to cover in first episode. Fair. Um, yeah, so, Caleb, why don't you tell the people who we are, and why we're doing this. Yeah, so uh, I can speak... I think I can speak for both of us. Both of us are huge fans of superhero fiction. We are both writers to a certain degree. I write a lot of D&D campaigns. I've written several poems, short stories, plays, a little bit of everything. Cordell has also got a pretty good writing uh, resume at this point. Uh, And we think that that puts us in a unique position to talk about superhero fiction and what it is yeah yeah um we are also like huge huge nerds in general and we love superheroes and always have and we have a lot of conversations and debates about it and at one point we got cocky enough to think what if we did a podcast because people really love to listen to what we think Yes, yeah. What if what it it is the joke that uh, people that are at least born as white men are instantly entitled to a podcast at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're just cashing in, baby. We are. Um, but yeah, my name is Cordell Hutchison. Um, I am from good old West Virginia, and I don't really know how much detail to give, so I think we're going to start there, and you'll learn more about us, I guess, in the future, maybe. Yeah. 
Uh, my name is Caleb Burley, and just so we can clear stuff up, I use they, them pronouns, so let's just do that. Um, oh, yeah, I'm he, him. Yeah. Uh, just a I cis, cis boy. Uh, I use they, them pronouns. I was born and raised in Searcy, Arkansas, so fun times. Um, well, I think that kind of gives them a brief intro into who we are, but how about how we know each other? Um... We, I, the easiest way to say it is that we were roommates freshman year of college. Oh my gosh, um, they were roommates. Like second, we were roommates. Second semester freshman year, we had like met and started hanging out first semester. And we were like, let's room together. Nothing could go wrong. And then stuff went wrong. Um, stuff went horribly wrong. Strained yeah. our friendship for a really long time. Yeah. So, uh, in total transparency, we didn't talk for three years. We just yeah. And it wasn't out of us hating each other. It was just like didn't talk. Uh, that we didn't yeah, see the I, point I, in it. I think it was like we weren't necessarily actively mad, but we were like, we were in different places. Like we're different people, different places. We don't really need to, like hang out and know each other like we'd see each other in passing every now and then and it'd be a little bit awkward and then like yeah go back to living life yeah and then uh last october uh one of our dear friends our sweet mate from when we were roommates uh drew got married and we were both in the wedding party so we did the smart thing of Get in a car with for twelve hours with someone you haven't really talked to for three years. And yeah, we were like, "Hey, let's carpool to Detroit. What could go wrong?" Yes, and nothing and did. No, we talked the whole way there and most of the way back. And that was when I got Cordell in on our other podcast. Not wonderful is that's when we got started doing that, and then eventually. I came to Cordell and I said, I want to do a podcast just with you. Um, and then Cordell and in the way no, that Cordell no, no. Caleb, does. Caleb, no, 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 no. Caleb said, Cordell, I want to do a podcast just with you. It's going to be about Junji Ito and his horror manga. And I, I mean, said, what? Caleb, yeah. I've read one of Junji Ito's things. And I don't know how long we could keep that going. I'm not the guy for that. What if there's something else we could talk about? Yeah. And then we somehow got on, I think it went from Junji Ito to like, oh, what if we just did writers then? And then from writers that went to superhero, to superhero fiction. Um, and that's what we're talking about here. We are going to be talking about superhero fiction. The blurb says it all for you. We're going to criticize, analyze. We're going to do everything with it. And while superhero fiction is the genre that we focus on, that makes everything fair game. Yeah, like, it doesn't have to be comic books. Like, we'll talk about live-action movies, animated movies on occasion if there's, like, enough to talk about with them. Mm -hmm. um, just everything. Like, yeah, uh, any character, like, sometimes it'll be like, ooh, they're from an anime. Ooh, that's Hancock from the movie Hancock. Like, any, any superhero character is fair game. And even, like, movie reviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. Which is, brings us to another thing, which is we're going to have three different kinds of episodes. We're going to have an episode similar to this one, uh, where we're going to focus all of our time on one hero and really deep dive. 
because there are a lot of superheroes that have a lot of history and we want to and villains and villains and villains like when we say superhero it's the catch-all of like you know superhuman superheroes like big characters within superhero fiction Mm -hmm. will have big deep dive episodes on them right uh and then we're gonna have smaller episodes where cordell and i independently are gonna go and find a character that maybe isn't so big but we think deserves more attention and do our own little report then we're gonna make them fight we're gonna make them fight we're gonna make them fight the third one is just straight up movie reviews we're gonna watch superhero movies and give our honest opinion do they live up to the character do they live up to actually being a good movie uh now most of these are not going to be related like we're not going to do like all one block of just marvel or just dc but outside of these first three which are all going to be x-men themed um something to keep in mind we are not experts not even a little bit we're big dumb boys we we're straight up dumb we know nothing we are just guys who love superheroes and have access to Google, and that makes us dangerous. Yes. Um, but and so this please is just as much oh, of yeah, us you... learning as we are telling you, and we, eventually, someday, we might call ourselves experts. But at least starting out, we are definitely not. No, no. We are just two guys. Like I said, we love superheroes, and we love storytelling, and that's really, like, the heart of this show is, like... Not necessarily about talking about, like, characters and superpowers. It's really getting down to, like, we love this genre and think there's a lot of potential for it. And we want to analyze the storytelling within the genre and how these characters are written and tell stories with these characters. So, like, it's not necessarily about having all the know-how. It's about what can we do to improve this thing we love. And so, if we're wrong, please be kind yes yeah like uh, we we will have an email set up that you guys can email us if we are like majorly wrong about something and we will gladly correct ourselves but uh yeah please be kind yeah about like it. we'll we'll get on and we'll say hey we were wrong and thank you for so and so for reaching out and telling us that we were wrong in a very kind manner if you're mean i might cry or i might be mean back and i don't know which is worse on the radio uh, probably being mean back. Um, but <laughs> this is this is mostly just going to be entertainment. Pause. It we're too goofy and guys. opinion and opinions crit critique. We're going to be critical a lot on the show, and it's because we love it. We we've talked a lot about that, so I'm not going to like yeah. bullet push that point anymore. But yes, it's also this is mega spoiler zone. We're it's not a spoiler city, people. The spoiler city. So if you were thinking, I'm going to read that one specific line. Uh, if you're okay, perfect example. I'm going to go read the killing joke later this weekend. And you see the killing joke is the episode title. If you don't want to get spoiled, skip it. Skip it. Yeah, we're going to we... not only we're probably not only going to talk about the book. We're probably going to talk about the movie adaptation and compare the differences. We, we don't have enough time or wherewithal honestly to censor relevant stuff and like comics have been around for 80 years at this point sometimes so like 60 i'm bad at math 60 years sometimes maybe 80 but we can't censor we're not gonna try to like hide the spoilers from you 
Although, we are censored. We are a podcast with zero swears. No swears, which will surprise some people that know me in real life that I will be doing no swears in this show. And it'll it'll feel on brand for people who know me in real life. I'm a little bit of a square. But, like, we want this to be something that you're not afraid to, like, turn on with your friends and family in the car. Like, your parents could be in the car and you could listen. Like, we can't guarantee the things we talk about will always be kosher. Mm-hmm. But we can guarantee that we're not going to be dropping cuss words. Yes. However, I cannot guarantee that for the hero we're talking about this week. Because this week we are covering Wolverine, uh, who Woo-hoo! swears all the time quite famously. Um uh, do you want to just dive in on Wolverine and kind of get what we've got going? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we divided up the research. So the first little part of this is mine, and it is the real world origin of Wolverine. Um, he was created by the Marvel editor-in-chief at the time, Roy Thomas, and writer Lynn Wine, artist Herb Trimp, and Marvel art director John Romita Sr., and also, when like Wolverine eventually joined the X Men and was really codified as a character, writer Chris Claremont and artist writer John Byrne like did a lot of work to make Wolverine who we know today because he was very, very different originally. Yeah, I was about to say um, that there were some. Uh, yeah. We'll get more into this later, but like he was a totally different. He was supposed to be like a sixteen-year-old who was best friends with Peter Parker and would like hang out. It was a totally different character, which is yeah. crazy to me. I'm actually about to say something about it right now, Go you rude it. guy, interrupter boy. I'm a rude um, boy. In his first appearance, it was the last panel of, believe it or not, The Incredible Hulk number 180. Um, like, he just showed up in the last panel, I think kind of tracking the Hulk. And then, like, in the next issue, he had a bigger role to play. Um, but he was literally just some mutant working for the Canadian government. And he he was just a rando dude sent to fight the Hulk. So it wasn't even about Wolverine. It was about the Hulk being mean and green, ripping people apart, doing Hulk things. Um, And then one really, really big rumor that has gone around for years, but to my knowledge is false, is that uh, Wolverine was was originally intended to be a literal Wolverine who was mutated into a human by the high evolutionary. But uh, apparently Lynn Wine really doesn't like that rumor. Like, because <laughs> apparently that was never the intent, but it, people people like to do the thing they do where they talk. They talk a lot. They do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, also, yeah, like Caleb said, uh, Wine, I really hope that's how you say his name, wanted Wolverine to be a teenager. He was like, ooh, he'll be like Spider-Man until... <laughs> This is how disjointed they were. He learned that another artist had already drawn Wolverine's face, and he was a 40-year-old dude. Like, that's how disjointed they were. Like, they never revealed his face, so they didn't know what he looked like. They knew nothing about him, and eventually they were like, oh, let's do more. I bet he's a kid who loves Peter Parker. No, he's 40. And then also, they had an unused face design for Wolverine that they repurposed for Sabretooth who they kind of almost made into Wolverine's dad. Crazy stuff. And that is the real-world origin of Wolverine. But that does not include the comic origin. So when I was looking into the comic origin, there's a few different ones. I went with what is currently accepted as the origin, which is written in 2001 
So if you're a big Wolverine fan and know all about the comics, I'm going with the 2001, the 2001 origin. Uh, born. His name was James Howlett. He was born in rural Canada in the late 19th century. Uh, and guess what, guys? Despite having a healing factor, he was sick all the time as a kid. Like, I think, I think he was loosely based off of, like, like how JFK was rumored to be, like, sick all the time as a kid and then did a bunch of really cool stuff later, including being president. But, um, yeah, Wolverine was JFK. Wolverine was JFK. Not many people know this. Wait, like, but he didn't have his mutant power when he was born, right? Like, that no, came no, later, no, 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 which no, no. is why well, he was sick. I mean, that's right? another thing to get into with mutants is that, like, their mutation always presents later in life. Uh, and when his does, it's an intense moment. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, he was sick, but he was sick all the time as a kid. Uh, his father, or so he thought, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, was John Howlett. His mother was Elizabeth Hudson Howlett. Uh, they're both dead. They don't really matter. So, Wolverine was a kid. JFK. Right, just like JFK. Doesn't matter. He's dead. Should not say that out loud. Uh, Wolverine has a, a brother. His brother is John Howlett Jr. Uh, and he also has a good friend whose name is Dog. It's probably a nickname, but they never give him a real name. And he loosely looks like Sabretooth, but he's not Sabretooth. Don't think he's Sabretooth. Wait, wait, wait. Was this was this them not having their junk together, or was this just a coincidence that he kind of looked like Sabretooth? And this was, was them dog? setting him. This was them. Catch this. Setting it up for him to be Sabretooth, and then changing their mind. <laughs> uh, comics are ridiculous. I hate comics, man. I love I, comics, like, but I hate get comics. Get it together, man. Another fun thing about his origin, specifically in the two thousand one. It was written a lot in response to the movie, which we'll talk about later. Um, but what they did, and this is something I think is really weird and shows that the people writing comics are not in touch with kids. They made Wolverine's mother, Elizabeth Hudson Howlett, look like Jean Grey. Why? What? Yes. They. If you what? look up the 2001 origin, Wolverine's mom, she looks like Jean Grey. And do you know why? Because they wanted to give reason that Wolverine would later have a crush on Jean Grey. She has red hair like Jean Grey and has a similar like facial structure and look. Right? They basically wanted to give Wolverine a crush on his mom. Oedipus Complex. Let's go. Wait, wait, wait. Did did Sigmund Freud write for Wolverine? Be honest. <laughs> it wouldn't have been Sigmund Freud. It would have been like, I don't know, his son, Doug. Dougie Freud. <laughs> Dougie Freud, X-Men artist. Dougie Freud, X-Men writer yeah. and artist. He, he got on there. He, like, got into Marvel and he got a job writing for X-Men and he said, oh, my dad is going to be so proud. He's My dad is so hot and like, oh, dang, Wolverine's going to be into his yeah. mom. Oh, yeah. Wolverine's so into it. Yeah. So, but then here's what happens. So you remember that friend, Dog? Not just his friend. He figures out that Dog is his real brother because his mom cheated on his dad with thomas logan who was the groundskeeper oh my gosh 
It's, it, it's just he, insane. He, yeah, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he, he had a lot of experience with hoes. <laughs> <laughs> I will not stand for these puns. Um, mostly because I have to sit to record the podcast. Um, so... That's his, what I'm going to, from now on, refer to as his mutant moment. That's when his powers truly manifest. That's when, you know, he, his bone claws come out, which is one of his powers. We've already got one of those powers coming out. And then, you know what he decides to do? He decides, he you know, he's going to go off and do some war. Because that's what you do when you're a frustrated young kid. He goes off and he does some more, so it's implied that he kind of like helped in World War One and World War Two. Um, there's actually a few comics where he fights with Captain America, which I think is super cool. Um, but then, post war, post World War One, I, I believe he goes to Japan, and then he's like, "Huh, huh, I don't like this." And then he goes and does more wars. And this whole time, he's being an adult and doing things that adults do and having kids. Like war. Oh. Like war and having kids. That's what adults really do. That's what adulting means. That's not. That's why I'm not an adult. Um, but then, post doing more war, he goes back to Japan. There is a lot of other stuff that kind of happens, but the general trajectory is one of these things will happen. He goes into the... Uh, to the X program, he gets the adamantium on his skeleton. That that happens. Then he can't remember anything, and that's the comic writer's favorite way to just retcon anything they want to. Is oh, oh Wolverine can't remember. Yeah. Now, um, later on, the only other major thing, in my personal opinion, the only other major thing is that he is cloned, and X twenty three is there. Uh, Laura Kinney, we will talk about her more in the future, but Laura Kinney is dope. Uh, Your girl X-23 with those feet claws. With those feet claws. Now, um, base powers before adamantium skeleton, which was added later. He had bone claws, he had heightened senses, and super fast healing. That's it. That's what he had. Later, they added some adamantium, adamantium to his bones. And now, I'm going to tell you what teams he's been a part of. Tell me. <clears throat> tell me more. Um, So, obviously, there's the big three teams that he's kind of bounced around on forever. Like, X-Men, Avengers, Weapon X. Like, those are really the big three. <clears throat> but I'm going to do a speed round and list every team listed on his wiki page. It's going to be like the Animaniacs, Countries of the World. Just... Oh yeah, but I don't know what any of it means. Just like in the Animaniacs. Perfect. Okay. <clears throat> X-Men, Krakoa's X-Force, Swordbearers of Krakoa, formerly Avengers Unity Division, Officer Squad, Avengers, Murder Circus, he was brainwashed, Cyclops and Archangel's X-Force, he was a founding member and co-leader with Archangel, <clears throat> New Avengers, XSE, Horsemen of Apocalypse, New Fantastic Four, Secret Defenders, Clan Yashida, Department H Flight, uh, no, De Department H, and then Flight slash Alpha Flight, Department K, Knights of Wondergore, CIA Team X, Weapon X, Canadian Army, Devil's Brigade, 1st Canadian Parachute Battalion, 
Uh, Logan's Mutant Team, Mighty Hudson Bay Company, Landau, Luckman and Lake, Shield, Black Dragon Tong, Triads, Yakuza, Hand, Maximilian Ernesto Seville Circus, Mystique's Kansas City Gang, and Romulus's Organization. <sighs> that was a list. Needless to say, their go-to... Wolverine is one of their go-to, we have a team, mutants are allowed on it, put him or a clone in there. Like, that's, he, there's a reason the phrase Wolverine publicity exists, and it's, it's, oh, hey, well, I don't know if that actually exists, I read it on TV Tropes, which is a great website, this is free advertisement, I love TV Tropes, but Wolverine publicity is the idea that, like, he's such a big character that they will slap him everywhere just to get people to read it like there have yeah. even been comic book covers featuring wolverine heavily and he never appears in the issue yeah like other other characters comic lines where they're like put wolverine on the cover then people read it and they said where's wolverine and they said doesn't matter you read it and then they flip everyone off and disappear into the marvel caverns yep 100 percent. wolverine publicity is a real thing um it's it's gonna be there forever um so next up is one that we decided to call amorous entanglement no, family tree family tree let's eh, see we mess up forget sometimes. what we just said uh no nah, don't forget it we'll get to it next it's after family tree um so family tree i'm gonna hit some of the big highlights that i think are super important um like obviously the starter of the logan line is Folkburn logan Here's the thing. He is presumably deceased. Not definitely deceased. Presumably deceased. And this dude was around Wait, in like... wasn't he Vi- in the 1800s? Yeah! No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This is Viking. This is Viking Logan. And they don't know if he's dead? No, because he probably had a super fast healing power like Logan. I did finger guns at Cordell. You can't hear that over the podcast because it's a visual thing. Um, Then you obviously have his mother and father who we talked about earlier of John and Elizabeth. But John's not really his dad. It's Thomas. Um, Other than that, so some big things. Uh, He had a lot of children and a clone uh, with the clone being X-23. Yeah, he's doing what adults do and making babies. Uh, making babies. Um, let's see who else is he. He's he is cousins with James Hudson, aka Guardian. Uh, he is also cousins with or James Hudson is married to Heather McNeil Hudson, aka Vindicator. So there's a little bit superheroes run in the family. We got that. Uh, and then There's some... also Doc Hudson from Cars, not, his second not re- cousin. Not related. Yes, and his best friend, Tomater. Um, <laughs> you did what in your claws? <laughs> I... Wow. Um, and then notable children um, are... In this, uh, the website that I'm using, uh, comicbookresources.com, Thank you. We're probably going to, I'm probably going to be using them a ton. So I'm going to shout them out a lot. Um, we have Sophist, Shadow Stalker, Fire Knives. That's the most clever superhero name ever. Fire Knives. Guess their power. 
You're water right. spoons. No. And then cannon foot. Guess Earth their power. Sporks. I hate, th- this is horrible. Uh, it's and Earth then sporks. And then Gunhawk, who's uh, also William Downing, and then Dokken Akiro, who he had when he went to Japan, as well as he kind of adopted a kid in Japan as well. So that's cool. Um, but that is kind of a what happened. Doesn't Dokken hate tree. him a lot? That's the thing. X-23 is the only quote-unquote kid that likes him. Every other kid cannot stand him. And I'm going to talk about that more later. I'm not going to get into it right now. But oh, Okay, because I was ready to get into it. No, nah, I'm going to talk about it more later. Um, but next up, so we've gone through the major points of the family tree, the things that are really important to hit. Uh Next up is going to be the Amorous Entanglements. Mm, yeah. So, in Japan, which is, I would say most of his, like, actual Amorous Entanglements happen in Japan. Um, which feels a little fetishistic. It does. On part of the writers. It, it does a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I think it does kind of feel like it branches into that territory um and but I'm also not a fan. like wolverine is really connected with japan in general because of his yes. history and backstory yeah. so it's part of like partly like oh yeah it makes sense because he lived there forever but also partly feels like why why did they put him there for that right yeah it's it's an interesting thing and it's not something that's actually one of my big pet peeves about the movies is that they they spent one movie talking about his connection to Japan, and it's notoriously, notoriously one of the bad ones. But, uh, so, people that he kind of either had kids with or just was, like, really close to in Japan. Uh, we had uh, Gok, who he had a kid with. We don't know that kid's name. Doesn't matter. Um, I assume he abandoned this kid. He abandoned... You're gonna catch a trend... Wolverine notoriously abandons a lot of these kids and a Wonder lot why of they these all become supervillains. Right. And then you also have uh, Itsu, who died. Uh, Itsu is Dokken's mo- uh, mother. And then Wolverine says goodbye to Itsu, and Akira uh, marries Itsu. Uh, then you have Dolores Downing, who is dead. And then just several unidentified women in Japan and out of Japan who are not named, but they have superhero children. So this gets into something that we're going to talk about more later. Wolverine is notorious for dating and then shoving them off. And that hits a lot of really bad things um that but we'll get to later we'll get we don't want to bog down the information we have a whole personal analysis section of the show for exactly this yep so we're gonna in in general this is a good note for like the podcast we're gonna try to like push through the information and goof occasionally so that we can really get down to brass tacks later on yes yeah uh which, speaking of, next up, next up is 
da, 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 coolest moment. Cordell, in your research, what was the coolest Wolverine moment? Okay, so I'm going to level with you. I'm mm-hmm. going to be perfectly honest. I think we might want to swap coolest moment and lamest moment with retcons in our order. Feels a little weird that we have all that information hanging out there after an, a little bit of an analysis thing. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, go go. For okay, retcons. cool, yeah. And this is totally cut out of the final recording, for sure. 100%. We cut out all of our mistakes. Yeah, we're this isn't we're not human. There. We don't make mistakes. I've never been human. <laughs> we're inhumans. Sorry. Nope. Zing. Horrible, zing. Horrible comic book jokes. Okay. Uh, well, that's what they're here for. It's very, so hit me okay. with these retcons. <sighs> okay. So, first of all, for anyone who's not listening, because while this is, like, very nerdy in general, we want to keep it accessible for, like, budding nerds, blooming nerds, people who have never, like, watched any superhero stuff but for some reason found their way here. Like, I want it to be accessible to you, dear listener. So, a retcon, for any of you who might not know, is short for retroactive continuity. And it basically is a little fan term for any time an author says, you know that thing we established that thing that exists in the ba- in the past, yeah, not anymore. We changed it. That's what a retcon is. And overall, they're bad. Sometimes they're really helpful. Some stories really benefit from a solid, well-placed, well-explained retcon. But overall, it typically comes up in comic book stuff as kind of a lazy way to tell whatever story you want and disregard the history of a character. Mm-hmm. I, perfect example, the 2001 backstory is a retcon. It is them yeah. putting a new backstory in place. But arguably, it's the strongest backstory for Wolverine. Yes, I would agree with that. But it's still a retcon. So, like, good and bad. Uh, we're going to talk about bad retcons. Well, first, we're going to talk about the good ones. Wolverine's powers are nothing like his original appearance. In his original appearance, he had no healing factor... No bone claws and no adamantium. The dude just apparently was fast enough to dodge the Hulk's punches. And whenever the Hulk did land some hits, it like didn't really hurt Wolverine for some reason. He was just some super tough dude who wore claw gloves. He would put on gloves that had these three claws. And that was that was Wolverine. Which and that, so I say that means Anytime you put butter knives in between your fingers and said, I'm Wolverine, you were the closest to the original Wolverine than any live action adaptation. And that means you are Wolverine now. You're Wolverine. Don't abandon your family and kids. No. Um, but so like they retconned a healing factor and like, oh, yeah, he heals super fast now, which is like the biggest thing about Wolverine. And then they were like, oh, yeah. Your boy's got bone claws now. And then they had the Weapon X stuff where it's like now they're adamantium claws. So like sometimes it even goes back and forth. Like were his claws always adamantium? Were they always bone? They were always bone. Got added later. So like those are pretty good ones because this like bone claw healing Wolverine filled with poisonous metal is way cooler than dude in yellow and black tights who put knives between his fingers like every fifth grader so good retcon um this next one is not as good (laughs) you didn't tell me about these ahead of time so i'm mm, I'm no no this is i want your in the moment reactions in wolverine 
number 53, in 2007, Wolverine, good old Wolvie, met a new enemy named Romulus, who told Wolverine that uh, he wasn't a mutant, but he was part of a species of human that evolved from canines instead of simians. And the species is called lupines. So Wolverine is not a human, not a mutant, a lupine. Evolved to humans from dogs? And they retconned every other quote-unquote wild mutant, like Sasquatch, Sabretooth, Feral. They all were like, yep, they're lupines. Dog people that evolved to look just like people until a mutation happened. And they said that Sabretooth hated Wolverine. Because he was from a blonde-haired tribe that hated a dark-haired tribe. What on earth? Yeah. Oh yeah, my they gosh. Said, well, like... you know, it's a... Someone in 2007 said, you know it's a good story? The Underworld films, but for Wolverine. I didn't even make the connection. I wasn't even thinking about that. Oh my god. That's gosh. gotta be it, right? Like, what else could possibly lead to them being like, yep, dog people. <laughs> no, that, yeah, no, that like 100% makes sense. Like, it's very much like a, you know what's making money? You know what we're gonna do? Like, oh my gosh. That yeah, feels like it wasn't and- even the writers. Like, I, I feel like whoever wrote that, like some corporate head, not Stan Lee, but somebody came down and was like, we need more money. We need more. I write. I hope monkey. for the writer's sake that they were forced to do it. Um, but it gets a little bit crazier before it gets better. What? Yeah. In Wolverine number 50. So three issues before this revelation. They revealed that this Romulus dude was thousands of years old and had been manipulating Wolverine's life the whole time. He, so, uh, like, he secretly controlled Weapon X, took Dokken from his mother's womb, and had every one of Wolverine's dead lovers killed to manipulate Wolverine. And then they even tried to retcon and claim that Wolverine started the Weapon X program. And wiped his own memories so that he could be the test subject for it. What on earth? That's not even, that's like, oh my gosh. No, that's like wild retcon. And that was three issues before them being like, and you're not even a mutant. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wonder what happened in the three, like the two issues between them where they were like, you made yourself Weapon X. Like, did he just go like? I just want like a two, two, two issues of just Wolverine, no dialogue, just him sitting in a room by himself, and just occasionally like, wait, what? I, how did I didn't, but I did. I did this. I did this. This was me. What? And honestly, that's probably a pretty accurate representation of those two. Missing issues that aren't missing at all. Like, they're out there. I just didn't look up what happened between. But I get the feeling it wasn't a very well-liked storyline. Wasn't very good. I don't think it went over it well. In fact, apparently, people hated it a lot. But didn't hate it so much that it didn't take them five years to fix. That was canon for Wolverine until 2012. In Wolverine issue 312. 
where Romulus's sister, Ramus, haha, Rome, we're all clever. <laughs> Inside you, there are two wolves named Romulus and Ramus. You're a dog person. You're a lupine. <laughs> You're a lupine, Harry. Like, I don't know how they got there, but people hated it enough that five years later, Romulus's sister, Ramus, comes and tells Wolverine that lupines didn't exist and that Wolverine was a mutant the whole time anyway. Corzell, see, you look very happy and excited. I am frustrated. I am actually a little bit angry about this. Because at least they could have been like, that was a really bad storyline. Time to buckle down even harder. No, but they were just like, that was a really bad storyline. Hey, instead of just going back and and like making a clever retcon, we're going to Dallas this. Which... If I ever say Dallas this, there's a notorious horrible season of a TV show called Dallas that everyone hated the season. And then episode one of the next season opens on a kid waking up and being like, huh, what a weird dream. They just no. Dallas this. No, They did a kidding. Dallas on Wolverine. No, I'm not You're joking. My dad talks about this like all the time. I need to go back and watch it, but. Wow, there they really are a, no rules. No, they did a Dallas to Wolverine. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they were like, yeah, let's underworld this sucker. And then they said, wait, wait, wait. Apparently, mutants are more believable than dog people that look exactly like humans except for hair and uh, claws. Let's back up. Oh wow. my gosh. So I'm only smiling because I got to process it earlier. <laughs> I'm, like, angry about this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah so uh, that wasn't necessarily Wolverine himself, but that's easily one of the lamest things that's ever happened to that character, right? right? Yes, I agreed. I would, okay, so if we're getting into coolest and lamest moments, let's do lamest first. Yeah, it's let's start there. lamest first. You go next. Lamest Wolverine moment encapsulates a lot Wolverine is definitively the worst dad in comics that I can think of. It's a horrible dad. And like, that is, it's bad. It's bad and it's lame. And it's a really weird writing thing that I greatly dislike. And I feel like they don't address it. No, they don't. Like, in like, all of my time, they never have, like, Wolverine sitting down with Professor X, and Professor X looks at him and is like, you ever think about all those kids you abandoned? It's like that. I want that <laughs> issue. I want to write that. Okay, Marvel, get at me. I will write a Wolverine goes to therapy six mini-series. <laughs> Six-issue mini-series of Wolverine and- going to therapy. And it ends uh, with him, like, leaving the therapist's office with, like, a list of all the son, all the kids he's abandoned and all the women he's harmed that are still living. And he goes on his next miniseries to go find them all and apologize. What what is that, uh, um, that episode, that show? My name is Earl. No, well, my name is, it's like, my name is Earl mixed with that Vince Vaughn movie where he figures out he's got a ton of kids and he wants to go meet (laughs) all of them. It's my name is Earl and Vince Vaughn. Like, let me write this. Marvel, get at me. 
Vince Vaughn would be a hilarious Wolverine. I need it. I want it. I I don't want now it, but I, need, I want it. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... We haven't really talked live-action adaptations yet, but, like, it's 2021 at the time of us recording this. We've all... Most of us have seen Logan. Like, the character's done, and now Disney owns Marvel and is likely going to bring Wolverine back. Yes. I. It, so, it's one, let me say... Please don't do it. Please just don't. Just leave him alone. Like, he's been done to death. I know you won't listen to just super Disney, but, like, don't do it. Don't, don't do that cash grab. Just let him die. Have some integrity here. Or, alternatively, if you have no integrity, cast Steve Buscemi as Wolverine. I'm going to ignore that. Um, Those are my terms, Disney. I, I just wanna I just wanna point out that if we're going off of comic books, Wolverine is a short, hairy, angry man, which means Danny DeVito is the ideal Wolverine. I uh, it's that's just how it okay, has to so go. What's your You have our moment? terms, Disney. Yeah. Either Danny Steve, DeVito or Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Well, I have a lame moment else. too. Yeah, quick, I need your lame one. moment. Literally every time Wolverine ever tried to fight Magneto. Oh my gosh, yeah. How how dumb can you be? Like, this dude controls metal. I'm made of metal. Rawr! Like, you never find Colossus trying to punch Magneto in the face, but Wolverine's doing it every time. Yeah. It, oh my gosh. So, that's that. That's the lamest moment. I don't think there's any... I don't think you get lamer than being that dumb that consistently. They even made fun agree. of it in X-Men The Last Stand. <laughs> yeah. Which, I actually think that's... We'll get there when we watch the movie, but I think it's a good movie, just not a good adaptation of Dark Phoenix. But like I said, we'll get there. Agreed. So you want my coolest moment? I want your coolest moment first. Okay. So I have an actual specific moment, but I want to I wanna be real here first. Kind of everything. Like Wolverine, honestly, is just awesome. Like I can't get past that. I was like, what's the coolest thing he's done? I was like, almost everything. Like the dude is almost indestructible has knives on his hands and goes berserk all the time like i he just makes the inner kid in me so excited no matter how tired or worn out i get like sometimes a any wolverine moment can just get me going so like the whole character kind of is a collection of coolest moments personally i i would agree with that like i think i think uh, we'll get more into this with personal mouse i think wolverine yeah. is a great idea though great mm-hmm. character idea. but specifically ultimate x-men number 41 interesting which i did not know the issue number or line until i googled it because power of google yeah i throw i'm throwing out a lot of specific issues that came from google don't think i'm an expert i'm not in this issue a young boy wakes up one morning in an empty house and his street is empty and he goes to school and is talking to other students and everyone around him starts dying brutal deaths. Mm. And so he, his whole town is dead and he goes up into the wilderness and hides in a cave and Wolverine comes to him in the cave. And sits down with the kid and hands this, like, 13-year-old a beer and drinks with them while explaining the fact that this kid is a mutant and his, like, puberty started, his mutation developed, 
and it is like a biological agent that kills all living things within like a mile of him. Mm. He is walking death. Like that's his whole mutation. Can't turn it off. And so it's Wolverine sitting quietly with this kid and Wolverine's the only person alive who can survive being near him. Sits quietly with the kid, listens to him cry, listens to him lament life, tells him that's a sucky card to draw. And then, like, the kid even says, so, like, one chromosome to the left and I could have been an X-Men? And he was like, yeah. And then the issue ends. It cuts away from their conversation to the mouth of the cave. And then Wolverine steps out. So Wolverine had to kill this kid. Because there was literally no other option. Like, yeah, he... And I think it is just the coolest, most heart-wrenching thing possible to, like, one, explore this poor kid whose whole power killed everyone he ever knew. And he realized, like, that he could have been anything and he became that and it's not his fault. And there's nothing he can do to fix it and his life is over. And Wolverine has to make that choice and do that. Like, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Like, I don't think... There are many characters that can explore that kind of depth that beautifully. And just like no one else could have done that but Wolverine. Yeah, I I, I didn't know about that moment, but I now I want to read that. I want to see because it's interesting because you also have Wolverine who for all intents and purposes is basically immortal compared to everyone else. Having to, oh my gosh, having to help someone else cope I, with death. I that's... can send you a link, Caleb. That would be that would be wonderful. Thank you. Uh, now, but like, yeah. I'm I'm talking. It's just it's so hard, and it's like really really sad. But it's like an immortal consoling immortal. Just being like, hey, you're about to die, and I'm sorry, and it sucks. And yeah. it's just so powerful and something that's really rare in storytelling in general to find something that poignant and hard. But, like, that's a story you could only tell with Wolverine. Yeah. It, wow. Well, I'm going to sound like a little kid, but my coolest moment is Wolverine 1 through 4, his return to Japan, where Wolverine fights ninjas. End of story. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That is so cool. Okay, like, like, cool. Like he helped the kid, like console the kid with death. What, like, that's that's brilliant and poignant and beautiful. But he fought ninjas. <laughs> Literal ninjas. That is so cool. Talk about mood whiplash. Wow, that's incredible. I can't argue with that. It's so like, cool. There's there's poignant storytelling and there's kicking ninja booty. And he's they're two completely different things. So like, kicking ninja wow. butt. I agree with you. That's the coolest moment. That's so cool. You win. I concede. Podcast over. <laughs> but not yet. Oh my gosh. Now, Cordell. Yes. I know what you're wondering. What am I wondering? Was Wolverine in the Infinity Saga? Yes. Yes, he was. 
That's it. That's uh, that's that whole segment. <clears throat> <laughs> are you are you still doing the mystery segment that Cordell can't know about? As no, I I, I cut that. Yeah, I cut that because I I don't have internet at my house currently. Uh, so I deleted it on my <laughs> dock, but it did not delete on your dock because it didn't sync. Okay. Okay. So then next we're up to live ad live action adaptations, right? Yes, we're at live action adaptations. That doesn't everyone know this one at this point? Everyone does, but I'm gonna list them off anyway. Um, That's fair. X Men, X Two, with Nightcrawler, he's my favorite. X Men: The Last Stand, X Men Origins Wolverine, X Men First Class with a cameo, The Wolverine, not a cameo. It's about him. X Men: Days of Future Past, again about him. X Men: Apocalypse, just exhausting. Uh, Logan. Which, incredible. And then he's technically in Deadpool 2 and New Mutants through archival footage. Like, he's not there, but they, like, show footage of him doing things. And that's his live-action adaptation. Everybody knows Hugh Jackman. Like, you really can't talk about Wolverine without talking about Hugh. Yeah, which um, a lot of what I'm going to refer to from now on as old-school comic book fans were a little upset that Hugh Jackman was Wolverine because it's not close to the comics, quote-unquote. I think Hugh Jackman did a brilliant job. I thought it was great. However, he Disney, he's done. If you bring back Wolverine yeah, and you don't make Hugh Jackman, don't don't do it. He's he's tired. Like please please don't bring back Wolverine in general. But once again, if you do, Danny DeVito or Steve Buscemi will send you an email. Those are the terms. That's us. That's that's all we want in this world is Steve Buscemi with the claws or Danny DeVito in Caleb's case. Um, yes. Next is a segment I like to call Not Super. Now, this segment exists partially so that any hate podcasts out there can't use it. Idiots, I beat you to it. But also, we talk about superheroes here. That is the whole point. This genre, like, just super. It's literally in there. Just super. We just talk about superheroes. I wanted a chance to show how diverse Caleb and I are as people. So here's a segment called Not Super, where I I bring a subject every week for us to do a short mini-review on, I have and no Caleb clue. never knows beforehand. I get to ambush him every time we record. I am actually terrified of what's going to happen right now, just to keep the listeners so, updated. Here is the Not Super discussion point. Oh, no. Caleb, I want you and I to review (laughs) comedic critical analysis podcasts. Comedic critical? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Like us. Oh, my gosh. I think they're good. I like them. I listen to a lot of them. Um, Because, I mean, like, like, blank check. Blank check. Great comedic critical analysis podcast. I, I think it's a good idea, and I don't think there's too many in the podcast market, which is why we're okay to do it. Yeah, yeah, I think... <laughs> I think anyone in the comedic critical analysis podcast realm needs to get their own material and quit piggybacking off of other creators. Oh my God. That was Mr. Devil's Advocate. Sorry, you get back in the closet there. Um, no, I love them. I think it's so neat. I think... I just love deep dives into really out there stuff, and I love laughing while we do it. 
So that was your first segment of not super. Not super, 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 super. They're gonna get crazier from here on out. Oh, I'm so excited for it. Well, now yeah, comes, like if if yeah. if our headline for the show is like if our blurb is uh, that <laughs> no stories off limits and no medium is safe. In not super, literally nothing is off limits, not, and Caleb is not safe. I'm not safe at all. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's. I think we can move into personal analysis. Um, yeah, let's get personal. Let's get personal. I cry sometimes. Well, more like how we what we think about in this case Wolverine. I I think we I cry we, about Wolverine sometimes. I mean, yeah, with that storyline you talked about earlier, I would have def I'm definitely going to cry reading that. But uh so we basically are going to break yeah. No, no. I was I was going to just ask the first question. You explain it first. Basically, like personal analysis. We've given you the facts <clears throat> that we found. Now we're just going to talk about it. So, if you don't want to hear us talk about it, this would be the time to dip out but please don't because we like yeah. listeners yeah uh we have two main questions we ask the first is do they live up to their potential and the second is what would we love to see for them so caleb does wolverine live up to his potential i d- despite the lame moments and the shortcomings of some of his stuff i i genuinely think wolverine lives up to the potential when you when presented with every all the cool moments that he's done uh, are the cool moments a little bit fewer and far between at times yes but i i think they created a brilliant idea for a character and they have milked it for all that it's worth he lives up to his potential yeah i I agree with you. I think the issue isn't that Wolverine hasn't lived up to his potential. Mm-hmm. I think it's that they've done everything they could possibly do with this character. I mean, if we just go through, he's there are storylines where he's fought in the Civil War. He's fought in World War One. He's fought in World War Two. He fought in Vietnam. He fought in Korea. He he's been part of government experimentation. He's been Canadian. He's been American. I don't know if he's ever been to Mexico, but we'll see. He went to Japan. Like he is an international superhero. He is. He's had kids. The kids hated him. One kid loved him. He's had a clone of him. That clone had their own spinoff series. That, in my opinion. He's a little bit better at points than actual Wolverine. He's done so much that it's getting to the point where Wolverine publicity is all that Wolverine is for at this point, I think. Yeah, I I think they've just done him to death. Like, he's tired. Like, yes, they, which is why Logan was, was brilliantly beautiful. Done. Brilliant. Uh, we, we really can't start talking about it, though, because we will have a whole episode at one point that's just me and Caleb going... I loved it. It's incredible. Perfect. Excellent. Beautiful. Yes. Love yeah. it. Like, so we're going to we're going to back away from there a little right. bit. Yeah, they just they've killed him. They've had him fight the angel of death. They have had him reduced to a single drop of blood and regrown. They have ripped his bones out of his body. They have done everything conceit. They had him fight ninjas. Ninjas. They've They've done everything with this character. Right. And I think that's why he no longer lives up to his potential. Interesting. I I think Wolverine for a really long time did. And like 
there were low points here and there, but that's just the nature of comics and of storytelling. Mm-hmm. But like Wolverine, I think lived up to it for so long, but at this point they're just beating a dead horse. And you know what? I want to beat a living horse for a while. I, well, that's not a great way to use that phrase, but it, it happened. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I think there is more that they can do with the character. I just don't know if they want to go the, go the route that I think they should. The but therapy route. The, the therapy route would be actually like, a, I, I joked about it earlier. I think it would be a really interesting series. Um, yeah, I'm with you. And then, but, uh, yeah, no, Wolverine's done so much. He's done to death. We, uh, yeah. I think old man Logan really should have been it, but they're going to keep him going. Caleb, uh-huh. what would you love to see for Wolverine? Um, well, I mentioned earlier, uh, the idea of a therapy miniseries, whatever. And I think that's one thing, but what I would genuinely love to see for the Wolverine is retirement. That's what I said. <laughs> I, I I love him. I think he is a brilliant character, but I think he's he's done what he can do. I want to see I want to see him just as a professor. I don't want to see him as a superhero on the front lines anymore. Let him be old. Let mm. him be old, Marvel, please. <laughs> Disney, please. Disney, please. Daddy Disney. I hated that. Walt. Walt, please. Oh, my god! Please wiggle your little neck muscles and write a paper to tell <laughs> your people that, that they just need to cut it out. I'll email you, Walt. I will. Uh, Walt. Oh, yeah, the frozen head theory. but The frozen head of Walt Disney. Yeah, the frozen head of Walt Disney. I feel like we're going to refer you know to the frozen head of Walt Disney a lot in this series. You know what just occurred to me? Hmm. This is technically... In part, a Disney podcast. No! No! We cannot label ourselves a Disney podcast! No! We just did it. Like, unfortunately, anytime we talk about Marvel, we're talking Disney. Like, we have we have become Disney fans. Oh, no. Which, to be fair, like, Disney's fine. Like, I enjoy Disney. There's nothing wrong with it. But, like, a Disney podcast? I'm a little ashamed of us. Oofa doofa. Yeah, that's but, that's yes. the new intro. Is welcome to Just Super, your favorite Disney podcast. Except when we talk about DC, um, or Dark your favorite one third or... Disney podcast. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, I think. <clears throat> but yeah, I... I. No, go ahead. No, I I want to see him retired too. That's what I wrote. I um, I love him bunches, but like there comes a time when you've done everything you can do with a character, and like. I'm of the mind that a lot of the com- major comic book characters are in the same category, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Wolverine is the biggest example. Like, there's only so much you can do, and I think the best thing you can do is to just just retire a character. But there's that there's that famous quote that I can't remember who said it, but it's like comic books are about the illusion of change. Yeah. Like I don't remember who said it. If anyone wants to email me, please just like if you listen to this 3 years later if we're still making this, don't email me about this. I'll know the answer by then. Yeah. But like it's the illusion of change. They're never going to get rid of Wolverine because Wolverine makes money and Wolverine is a known name. Like they've got such a built-up thing 
And we'll get into this later too, but that's why it's so hard for new characters to break through because they're dealing with giants with 60 years of history behind them who have done everything in the world, but they can't stop using them because that's what brings the sales. And that's kind of heartbreaking to see. Like, it's like a forest with old trees that are dying, but none of the light can get down to the new trees trying to sprout up. I, I really like that analogy. I, I think it's exceptionally true. Uh, like, it's just, it, it's great. Um, yeah. but I think, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of big name Golden Age and Silver Age comic characters that just, they need to retire. They need to be put in like a superhero hall of fame and left alone for a little and bit. like legacy characters fine i love the idea of legacy characters but yeah. you can't have you can't like oh yeah the falcon took over as captain america and if, old man steve is still walking around the comics forever and then he got young again what whoa. like you can't do that yeah. i don't i don't appreciate like i love legacy characters but you can't have a legacy character and then scooch the main one off so you can bring it back later like that's one, a little disingenuous, but two, you're holding yourself back. And, like, yeah. that's not to get too, too heavy here, but, like, we are a critical analysis podcast. I, one of the biggest reasons I actually prefer the MCU over Marvel Comics is because there's there's stakes. Like, I know it's, like, comic book movies and stuff, but, like, the character, like, Steve Rogers is gone from the MCU now. Yeah. Like, they actually did it, and they're not going to go back. And I really, really respect that, because it's just, it's it's sucky storytelling. And at least with newer stuff that's adaptations, they try to stick to a stricter continuity, and they don't have to deal with the fact that they're not supposed to have real change. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah, I, man, gets me. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think there's still space for, like, miniseries of big-name heroes, but I just I don't think we need them in the main lines anymore. I think there yeah. is there are so many of these ep- these the episodes where we're doing two smaller characters. Some of these heroes can step up, and they're just yeah. not given the chance. Mm-hmm. And like that being said, all that being said, they're never going to stop using Wolverine. No. So I I personally want to see them explore like the myth of the Wolverine, like. Because if he was an amnesiac for so long, he did so much, lived such a life. I I would love to see some, like, small town in nowhere Canada that he's, like, been this defender of off and on for generations. And then he goes there as a man with amnesia and learns about himself and, like, learns about how this town views him and, like, what he could be. Like, because the Wolverine is a character, but in so many ways he's just this monolith now. And I would love to watch a man who doesn't know the monolith to meet that and like reconcile but i'm just a dude with that i think that'd be super cool and like caleb said i want to see him retire i want to see him find peace and i added this mid-episode but i want to see him be held accountable for being a horrible father and partner yeah i agree it's 2021 we should not be acting like wolverine is okay for having done all the stuff he's done i i definitely agree with that wait cordell do you hear that do you hear 
Do you hear that what? in the distance? It's another segment coming. That's right. It's time for it's time for my segment. It's time for Cordell guesses a picture. That's right. I'm gonna send Cordell an extremely zoomed in picture of a superhero character that somewhere it might be a villain, might be a hero, but it's definitely a character. Uh, and I will tweet this out along with the episode link. So keep an eye on our Twitter, which we'll plug later. But Cordell, I'm sending it to you in Discord right now. Boop. So for any of you listeners who are still here after Caleb sang, thank you for staying. Um, okay. <laughs> so Got Cordell, it. I'm Got allowing it. Cordell. Me, I'm I'm going to describe it as I analyze it. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to give you a second to look, and I'm going to explain the rules of the game. Uh, Cordell is allowed two yes or no questions. He doesn't have to use them, but he is allowed up to two. The questions that he asks, I will tweet the questions and the answers along with the picture, and you guys can guess at home. The first person to guess it right through Twitter, uh, you can either comment or if you feel so inclined to DM, you can DM the account. Uh, Do not DM me personally. DM the Just Super account. Uh, if you were the first person to guess it right, I will shout you out on the podcast the next episode. So, Cordell, hit me with the analysis of this picture. Okay, so in kind of the negative space, the space not being taken up by like, the, the, the person, you've got like a dark and stormy night looking kind of thing. Um, we've got definitely a cape with like a little golden ring circlet kind of thing holding it together around the neck. Got some darker greens, some lighter greens, like a black turtleneck <laughs> underneath it all, and a major butt chin. Like, big old butt chin. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the first question. Is he in Marvel? No. Oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out of luck hardcore. Um nuts. Wow, that really uh Yikes. Um, is he a magic user? No. Oh wow. All of my all of my wow. Um my only guess was Doctor Strange. Not a magic user. Not Marvel. Yeah, no, I'm so off base, I'm not even playing baseball anymore. Okay, well. I'm gonna my need, answer? Yeah, I need an my answer. My answer is going to be very wrong, and I know it's wrong, so let the record state. Cordell is wrong. It's the Green Lantern. Ooh, well, I will not say yes or no. However, Cordell will know after the episode is done. Listeners, you're going to have to listen to the next episode to see if Cordell guessed the right hero for this picture. He didn't. Don't worry about it. He was very wrong. Uh, So, uh, also, a thing I need to tell you guys right now. I hate guessing games. So much. That's why I made this game, was just to torture I, Cordell. I hate guessing games. Oh, it's, it's my passion. favorite. I don't like, like, the picture is a little bit better than his original idea, which was to just, like, guess how many times, like, a superhero wiki page has been edited. Yeah. Um, which would have been which is horrible. Even worse, like, 
Yeah, at least there's context. There's something for me to look at here. Like, I hate guessing games with a passion, which is actually why I invented Not Super to try to get Caleb back a little bit. And you did. I did, and it's going to get worse, pal. So, oh, no. Uh, now for our, like, penultimate segment, like, second to last thing. Like, we are almost done with the inaugural episode of Just Super. Woo. Wouldn't you know it, folks? And up next is... Listener mail. <laughs> we don't have any. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> clearly, nobody's emailed us. They don't know this exists. But they don't even have is, our email. Listen, yeah. Listener mail is going to be a segment where <clears throat> Caleb and I will answer questions you may have. Like, we'll pick a couple of emails, oh, an episode, answer questions, or like if you call us out and you're like, hey, Here's this issue you might want to look up about Wolverine, where he apologizes to his children. We'll say, whoa, the therapy happened, and that'll be awesome. But if you're a jerk, I will I will be sad, and I might get mean. So once again, please don't be a jerk. Uh, but yeah, you can email us and send us your comments, your suggestions, your questions, and we'll do our very best to respond on the air. And that segues nicely into... Plugging social media. Yeah. Um, obviously, for the podcast as a whole, we are just super. It is stylized. Well, you're listening to it, but for any of you who don't know, it's stylized like just super with an exclamation point. Like, it's like, oh, that's just super. We explained mm. the joke, so it's not funny anymore. But just super. So yes. you can email us at justsuper616 at gmail.com, like the mainstream Marvel Universe 616. Because just super at gmail was taken. So just super 616 at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at just super 616. It matches. We did that for you. And then you can follow us on our personal social medias too. You can follow Caleb Burley at awkward from 1997. And then you can follow Cordell Hutchison at Cordelicious, like Fergalicious, but with my name. Yeah, so that's where you that's where you can find us and contact us. Uh, thank you so much to a few people. Thank you to the amazing Haley Northington for making our uh, image for our podcast. It's great. We love it. Uh, I don't know where you can find her. We'll figure it out and we'll tweet about it for sure. Uh, of where you can yeah yeah we'll we'll let you know. Uh, she does great art. I know she has like a red bubble. She has a Kofi coffee whatever that new thing is. It's like a shirt thing. But she does really good digital art and some paintings and stuff too. And once we find all of her information, we will totally put it out there. She's a great person, excellent artist, and I'm sure she would love to make art for you. Yeah, the, you specifically. Yeah. This show is produced by just us speaking into microphones, and it is edited by the one and only Luke Wells. Thank you so much, Luke. And I think that's been just super. Yeah, yeah, um... We never talked about how to end it. We never did. I think this is... You know what? All podcasts have a great ending, and this one is ours. No, I don't like that. I want a different one. I want to take a new run at it. I want to... We're not leaving. This show's not ending until we <laughs> figure it out. The show's not over until we figure it out. Yeah, that's fair. You are, you are an auditory hostage with us until we get our stuff together and figure out how to end this episode. 
I think we, so. So this is a note for Luke. This is when you just start lowering the audio bit by bit and playing the music again. It's no, right here. No, no, this no, is no, how no, it happens. No, 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 no